Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organization a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au. You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi, everyone. It's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 4th of July, 2022. The Reserve Bank meets to discuss interest rates tomorrow, and it is expected to lift the official cash rate by 50 basis points to 1.35%. If that happens, the monthly repayment on a mortgage will rise by around $137 on a 25-year $500,000 loan. That's according to Rate City. So why is the RBA lifting so aggressively and what does it mean for the economy? Earlier, I spoke with Diana Messina. She is a senior economist at AMP Capital. Diana, what do you expect the RBA to do tomorrow and why? We think that the RBA will raise rates by 50 basis points at its July meeting, which follows on from that, from that 50 basis points that we saw in June. The reason that the RBA is being quite aggressive in raising rates is because it is concerned that the inflation environment could get out of control and we could see inflation spike to a much higher rate than what the RBA themselves are forecasting, which is a rate of 7% headline inflation by the end of the year. The RBA is quite worried that the inflation psychology or inflation expectations of businesses and households will change and become entrenched at a much higher rate. And when you get inflation expectations rising for the long term, it's much harder to bring them down. So the RBA is trying to be, uh, I guess, forward thinking and aggressive in the short term to try and reduce the pace of inflation. What kind of a message does this send? Well, the key message is that interest rates are heading higher in the next six to 12 months and households and businesses need to be prepared for that, particularly households, because of course, the impact to mortgage rates and to the average cost of borrowing or the average cost of debt for households, we expect that the cash rate will probably reach a peak at about two and a half to three percent. But the market expectations at the moment are much higher. The market expects that the cash rate could end at its terminal rate at three and a half or even four percent. So economists are still more dovish compared to market expectations. So with rates expected to continue to climb, what will this do to the economy and these fears of a recession? Are they real? Well, the purpose of the rate hikes is to slow economic growth to reduce the pace of inflation. So the RBA wants to see that demand in the economy will slow, which means that they want to see consumer spending slow down. It's just a matter of not slowing it down too much to cause a significant growth downturn or recession. The history about central banks raising rates and not causing a significant growth slowdown or recession, uh, there, there are some cases where that can be engineered, but at other times, central bank rate hikes can get too aggressive and that can cause quite a significant growth slowdown. So the fears of recession, I think, uh, are justified. Our base case is not that a recession will happen, but I think a recession is a high risk over the next 12 to 18 months. I think the risk of a recession is higher probably in the US than it is in Australia, because in the US there's much higher rates of inflation 
and interest rates are likely to go higher in the US compared to Australia. But at the same time, Australian households are more leveraged compared to the average US household. We're more susceptible to variable interest rates because of the way our structure is in the housing market. More consumers will feel the rate rises that the RBA is doing in Australia compared to the US. So we expect that consumer spending will slow down over the next six to 12 months. Yes, there are a lot of offsets that will help consumers with the current rate rise environment and higher inflation. So consumers are sitting on quite a large pile of accumulated savings, about $250 billion worth of accumulated savings. And there's all these prepayments that have been down that, that, that have been done in housing over the past few years as interest rates have been cut. So we do have some buffers uh, that will help with rising rates and inflation, but the very fast increase in interest rates that we expect to happen over the next few months means that consumers will have to change their spending behaviour and that means that consumer spending growth will have to slow. Diana Messina there from AMP and the Australian share market rose today despite those expectations of lifting interest rates to 200 up by 1.1%, 6,612 points. For more, I spoke earlier with George Baburis from K2 Asset Management. Hello, yes, yeah, a, a couple of things. Friday night was a good uh, equity night on Wall Street. Um, markets have been pricing in that recessionary scenario around the world. Uh, valuations are compelling. You're, you're buying future earnings today much cheaper than three months ago and six months ago. A uh, combination of those factors and, and getting more comfortable with a higher rate environment that's already been priced in. Having said that, the volatility won't go away in a hurry, uh, but recession is more probable outcome in the Western world. And today, for example, on the ASX, uh, all sectors are stronger, but led by banks and energy, and remember, banks tend to benefit with rising interest rates. Their margins tend to expand. And the energy sector, obviously, the beneficiary of what's going on globally. You're talking about rising interest rates. The RBA tipped to lift rates by another 50 basis points tomorrow. How is the market positioned for this? Market's expecting 50 basis points. Um, and market's expecting another 1% within uh, the next uh, six to nine months. I know that sounds quite uh, aggressive rate hikes, but they need to be addressing the inflation concerns that hit Australia later than the rest of the world. But nevertheless, uh, once you identify uh, higher inflation going forward, they need to nip it in the bud and 50 basis points tomorrow. If you've got a mortgage, not good. If you're a saver, it's good. Uh, and more to follow. But 50 is the expectation for tomorrow morning, afternoon, I should say. Higher interest rates are a global story, especially in the US. So to what extent are investors now worried about a possible recession, especially there? Yes, um, it's a recession that's more probable in the Western world, but it'll be a shallow recession, if that makes sense. And a shallow recession won't be as unforgiving as the global 2008-2009 recession, which Australia missed out on. And the 2020 COVID correction was quite severe, V-shaped. This is like an elongated U-shaped shallow recession that will take a good year or 18 months to get out of. It'll be, people will be feeling unpleasant, but in aggregate, Australian household savings are in good shape going through this and corporate earnings are in good shape before these higher rate environment. And that's what the RBA is looking at to absorb the higher interest rates going forward to create slack in the economy to address inflation. And for having said all of that, while there's probability of the Western world going into a shallow elongated recession, China number two economy are cutting rates. So that will be uh, an opposite effect going through the global economy. And finally, 
given what's happening in the investment environment, what's the best way to play it? Yeah, moving on the question, when you've got inflation risks and higher prices going forward and central banks around the Western world removing liquidity, generally inflation hedges are where you want to be. They tend to be equities as an asset class, some unlisted private equity venture capital with low gearing, property with low gearing, infrastructure with low gearing, tend to be the beneficiaries of higher inflation, but equities as an asset class tends to be that beneficiary. George Baburis there from K2 Asset Management. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.